Hey guys, welcome to the Short Term Show special episode series on one of my favorite markets of all time, the Texas Hill Country, Hook'em Horns. So guys, we're gonna do a 10 episode deep dive on investing in the Texas Hill Country. And we got 10 episodes here, I just said that, but make sure you hit that subscribe button because we are gonna do a quarterly update that you don't wanna miss, you guessed it, every quarter. And we do have some supplementary materials for y'all in addition to the content on this podcast. We've got those over at our website, theshorttermshop.com. So if you wanna know anything about purchase prices of properties in these markets, or we've got all of the income data, thanks to our friends over at AirDNA. And we've got all of that for you again at theshorttermshop.com. If you guys wanna buy a short-term rental with a short-term shop agent in the Texas Hill Country, email us at agents at theshorttermshop.com and we will hook you up. Or if you just wanna hang out with us more and talk about short-term rentals, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, We've got a great Facebook group, same title as my book. It's called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth. Or if you wanna talk to us live on Zoom, we have a call every Thursday. You can sign up for at strquestions.com and we will catch you guys over there Hook them longhorns. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode on the Texas Hill Country of the Short Term Show special episode series. Today, we're going to be talking about calendars and pricing. And we've got a great panel again to help talk about that. Luke acted like he was about to say something right when we hit record. So I'll let him introduce himself real fast. No, not at all. Not at all. Luke, uh, the uh, long hair extraordinaire. Happy to be here to talk about uh, the Hill Country. And um, yeah, um, we were just there last summer and uh, it's a wonderful area. And uh, I'm happy to lend any expertise I can on the uh, on the pricing subject. All right. Thanks, Luke. And next we have Stacy, super familiar face for you guys at this point, but go ahead and do a brief intro, Stacy. Sure. I am Stacy Lancaster, the Texas Hill Country short-term shop agent. And I am a native Texan, have had lots of real estate experience with long-term rentals, short-term rentals, fix and flips. And now short-term rentals are my favorite. And we own three and <laughs> self-manage those. Almost forgot. All right. So let's talk about calendars and pricing. For the Hill Country. So it's kind of difficult to really talk about this in a very specific way because the Hill Country is so big and covers so much ground. And there's so many different types of little submarkets in the Hill Country. You know, you've got some lakes, you've got some actual Hill Country that doesn't have lakes like Fredericksburg wine country. So we're going to do the best we can to, to speak about as much in as much detail as we can about each area. But uh, first, let's talk about average or actually, no, we're not going to talk about average lead time first. We're going to talk about seasonality. So what do we see for the season, high season, low season in this market? Yeah. So I would say it's a pretty typical um, high season and low season. Your lake markets are going to be pretty much in line with any water market where you're going to be busier, you know, in the warmer months and then um, less busy when it cools off. We actually do still see some decent occupancy Uh, even in the cooler months on some of our lake markets, just because people like to get their boats out, go fishing and things like that. Um, But then some of our other markets, such as New Braunfels, um, that's kind of a year round market. It is a little bit slower in January and February, but we have really mild winters most of the time. Uh, And so people are still getting out, you know, they're doing, they're taking weekend trips to um, New Braunfels or these little 
cute t- pocket towns like Wimberley. Uh, and, and, you know, we see solid occupancy in those markets uh, almost all year round. It's, it is slower in January and February, but it's not completely dead like you see in some markets. Uh, yeah. And our research shows, Avery, that, uh, you know, for the most part, now this is a, this is a fairly large area we're talking about here, you know, it's a, a geographic, uh, ge- geographically speaking, uh, between uh, Austin, Texas and San Antonio. Well, not between them, but kind of like it's a triangle sort of. Um, and Fredericksburg is probably the, um, you know, I don't know, most famous uh, of the tourist sections of the area. Of course, you have Lukenbach as well, which uh, uh, Avery and I were there last uh, summer with the world famous uh, Willie uh, Nelson song, which, by the way, he just turned 90. Um, happy birthday, Willie. And he did some kind of festival like out there, I think. Yeah, he has a big birthday party every year out there. Yeah, my uh, personal trainer went. <laughs> Yeah, his whole family comes and everything. It's like a family reunion, but it's open. You know, it's a party. So, but anyway, I mean, I, I hate to keep bringing up other, you know, like the Smokies or, but I mean, we really do, you know, our research shows that this this market is fairly on par with a traditional, you know, maybe like a mountain type um, vacation area where, you know, again, you have a lot of folks coming in from other areas and maybe not as many people living in this area and, uh, just to give a, a kind of an overview of, of what you're going to see throughout the year, it's it's going to be a typical January and February are dead because, um, you know, I mean, unless you've got snow skiing, uh, you, you're pretty much going to be dead in a vacation town in January and February. Um, and, and we are seeing that to be true here in March and April. Boom, pretty hard. You got some very major metropolitan areas that are driving distance to this area. And um, it is just it's just gorgeous. If you've never been to this area. You can't describe it. It is beautiful. So March and April get that uh, spring break uh, heavy season, much like any other uh, big vacation type destination like a Branson or a, or a, a Gatlinburg. <clears throat> and then again, May is uh, is going to be slow uh, as it is uh, with with any vacation town because kids are back in school, spring breaks over, and summertime has not happened yet. So traditionally, May seems to be as far as it, it, the the problem with may um and we're experiencing that uh, as we're recording this in may is that um you know the outside perspective if you're in one of these towns is that why is there nobody here because the weather's really nice uh but the problem is the kids are in school and we already spent our money on spring break and we're getting ready to spend our money on the lake and the and the skiing and the in the boats for the summertime so we're taking a little breather right now so may Yes, you can get some bookings, but you probably want to just uh, plan on that being a little slow, which is going to be on par with September. I'll come circle back to that. But uh, June and July are going to be heavy, of course, the 4th of July, et cetera, and summertime. And again, there are so many lakes and rivers in the area. So June and July should be really no problem for a, a savvy investor that's good at their calendar and good at pricing. And then, of course, August is eh, it's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a in the middle there, like a March, I would say give or take. And then um, September is again back back to May. Um, the kids are back in school. They've everybody spent their summertime money um, and they are saving up for the holidays. So September slow. Make sure you're working on your September uh, as early as I like to work on them in, a, in about May, give or take. Now, in this area, we do have a very heavy fall um, uh, because of Oktoberfest. Um, it's such a huge deal in this area. Um, as you would imagine, but uh, it's a very German, uh, you know, uh, uh, area. And uh, so October, November, boom, pretty hard. Um, and then, of course, the holidays are huge. Christmas is huge here. Like if you've ever been to Pigeon Forge at Christmas, 
It is huge. Um, and it's very similar here. Um, and, uh, and, and as a matter of fact, the local municipalities have wonderful websites on the subject. Fredericksburg is extremely tourism friendly. Um, and it's just the cutest little town on the planet. So that's kind of a broad overview of what you're going to expect uh, for, from a month by month uh, perspective. Awesome. Yeah. And it's very important to remember in any market, guys, that May and September are slow. Everyone likes to act completely shocked every May <laughs> when things slow down and flip out. May is slow. September is slow because you are right between May slow because you're right between spring break and summer. Yeah, and then yeah. September slow because you just finished summer and everyone is done going on vacations. They're going back to school now. So chill, calm down. When well, not May everybody's been doing it as long no, as but I'm, this is my this is my, you know, my warning to everyone. Yeah. When May comes, remember that you listen to this. Yeah. And say, oh, right. Yeah, it's going to be a little slow. I'm going to chill and be proactive, <laughs> be proactive a couple months in advance to make sure that your May and September pricing are are going to put you at the top of the algorithm. So you will get the few fish that are out there. Cool. So, OK, I think that's enough on seasonality. Great, though. Uh, let's talk about like average night stay. So I think and correct me if I'm wrong, Stacey, that this is more of like a long weekend market than it is. I'm coming to stay for a week market. Is that the case? Sorry. Yeah, for the most part, I was I would say the <laughs> lake areas, um, you you know, during the warmer months, you do get more week long stays. Um, but for the most part, like Fredericksburg, New Braunfels and stuff, you're looking at long weekends, you know, where people are taking four to five days, um, you know, maybe a Wednesday through a Sunday to come into town. Because yeah. it's drivable. Most of your guests are going to be Texans, uh, other Texans who are, you know, coming in um, or bringing their family who are from out of state to show them the charming Texas Hill Country. Yeah, again, I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel here on the minimum night stay uh, in this market. I think the beauty of this market is that it's not on every TV show and uh, podcast on the planet. Um, and, uh, and and we'll talk more about that. But uh, I, I think it's pretty much a similar situation as far as any vacation town is concerned, where I personally just kind of base it on the size of the property and the popularity of the nights. And, and of course, you know, like Fourth of July, you're probably going to want four, five, six nights minimum, that kind of thing. But just a regular old three bedroom house. Maybe you do a three night men and, you know, depends on how aggressive you are. Some folks will drop that down to a two occasionally, two night men uh, on, a, on a three or four bedroom house to, to fill some empty dates. I'm one of those people. I have no problem doing that. Uh, some folks don't want to deal with uh, it depends on where, you know, your position in life and your, your, if you've got a day job, you know, because it is harder to fill those two night holes than it is to just get the regular three or four night bookings. You got to be proactive. You got to go go in there and tweak and you got to override three night minimum to a two night minimum if you've got a two night hole and some folks are too busy to care about that, you know. So, um, again, I don't think we're reinventing the wheel on minimum night stay here. I think you can kind of apply all the rules that we've talked about in many vacation markets um, to, to this area. Yeah. And so we've talked about on previous episodes that the two things to, I mean, they all can perform well, but the two main types of properties here are the small honeymoon properties. And then the big like wedding properties. I did not mean for those to both be wedding related, but just the small two people properties and the big, the wedding venue properties. So your lead times are going to be different on the small properties versus the big wedding venue properties. Because when you think about it, and I see a lot of people get really 
upset when they're looking at other people's calendars, but they're looking at other types of properties and comparing it to what they have. So you're going to have a much shorter lead time on the smaller properties. But whereas when people are getting married and doing big events, they're booking that way further in advance. So don't be upset if you've got a small property or maybe like a three bedroom right in Fredericksburg and you're looking around at at some other bigger ones and notice that they're booked much further in advance. That's just kind of the nature of it. The smaller the property, typically the lower the lead time, but the higher the occupancy rate. So keep in mind too, yes, these people may have the bigger properties are going to be booked out further, but they're probably going to have less bookings. They're going to have a lower occupancy rate. So uh, be careful when you have one type of property and you're comparing it to other types of properties. Yeah, you make an excellent point. A lot of folks don't realize the lead time is so short in this business. Uh, average lead time on Airbnb, they just came out last month or whatever, uh, three weeks ago, and said that their average lead time worldwide right now is 22 days. So, you know, that's going to vary greatly depending on the size of your property and also, you know, a bit of market specific stuff in there. But you see a lot of folks on the internet saying, man, I don't have any bookings six months from now. And I'm sitting there like, uh, you're probably doing your job right. If that's the case, uh, you know, I just didn't realize it. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Sorry. I, I'm on mute because there are mowers outside and I'm like not doing a good job of getting off mute fast enough. No, you're doing great. To keep it, <laughs> to keep it flowing. Uh, Wolfman 55 or something said that I am monotone and that I always sound like I'm on mute and then not paying attention. So uh, middle finger to Wolfman so-and-so, but uh, <laughs> was I a am aware of it now. Yeah, it was a review on the on the big podcast. Oh, boy. I think it was somebody I fired's daughter, actually. But anyway, um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, I am hyper aware of it now. So uh, let's talk about so water or waterfront properties, whether that's river or lake versus the true hill country properties and how the lead times differ on that. And then we'll, uh, and and maybe the minimum night stay there. And then we'll move on to the actual pricing. Cause I think Luke had a lot on the pricing. Yeah. I would say the lead time, um, especially in the summer for waterfront properties is probably going to be a little bit longer. People are going to be booking those a little bit further out just because those properties, you know, they, there's not a, there's a lot of them, but there's not like a unlimited supply. So people are going to want to try to book those out like for the summer months and stuff. I would expect a little bit um, longer lead time than you would for say a property in like Fredericksburg or a smaller property in Fredericksburg. Um, what was the other part of the question? Sorry, I forgot. Lake versus um, not lake. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the not lake, I think you're going to have a shorter lead time, you know, as well, just to, because though there's lots of those properties out there um, mm -hmm. and, and people are kind of planning a last minute, Hey, let's go to the lake this weekend um, kind of thing. Let's see what's available. You know, they're not necessarily, some people are planning like well in advance, you know, families coming into town, we're going to spend a week at the lake and then they'll, they'll book further out. But for the most part, um, not lakefront is going to probably be just kind of standard in this market um, mm -hmm. with a shorter lead time. All right, cool. Yeah, we did do the Jackalope Bar employee retreat out to the lake, which was pretty last minute. Usually <laughs> this is years ago when you say the anyway, lake which lake are we talking canyon lake we would go to okay. canyon lake um uh, stacy there's very few actual lake uh, properties on the lake there at canyon lake is that what you said that's correct there's not very many lakefront now everything is easily accessible to the lake but there's not 
there are few and far between properties that are actually lakefront. And those uh, just would be because of the uh, way it's built. And those would be high dollar properties. Yes, very high dollar properties, million plus. Awesome. All right, let's talk about pricing because I think Luke had quite a bit to say about his re pricing research in this market. Hopefully his research will come from experience here pretty soon when he finally lets me get something in Wimberley. Well, I think you're email just, him at luke at the shop.com to I'm make available. sure I get that. <laughs> um, uh, for email. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think you're just used to me having a lot to say is really all that is. But uh, I mean, my research shows that, uh, that the area is, uh, is not um, as sophisticated as other areas, which is good for folks that are coming in maybe from another town. Um, but it's kind of a weird one for me because this area is so, uh, you know, localized and specialized that I do think that it would be a good candidate would be somebody who's familiar with the area and, and obviously in love with the area. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, I think it kind of, it kind of crosses two different lines here with the fact that you could be from Arizona or California and have never been to this area and come in and do pretty well. Uh, just by basically smoking your competition. But at the same time, it's kind of like, dude, what are you doing up here in these hills? Like, you know, like, uh, do you even know where, have you even been here before? You know, we're in Gatlinburg. It's so common for people to have never even been there before, you know, but, uh, uh, and it's that again, real estate investing in a whole is very much like that. And it just, for whatever reason, there is a stigma there with these short terms um, that, oh, you're not a local, you don't know the area. And it's like, dude, there's been people buying uh, storage units in towns they've never heard of for hundreds of years, you know, and uh, maybe not hundreds, but a long time. And same thing with the uh, trailer home, mobile home parks. Oh yeah, I own a mobile home park in Maine. Um, I've never been there, but uh, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like on Caddyshack. Well, what's wrong with lumber yards? I own six of them. <laughs> he goes, uh, I noticed you don't spend a lot of time there. And he goes, well, I don't know where they are, <laughs> you know, and that's real estate investing is very much like that. You're buying an asset to produce income. And a lot of times people don't know where, where it is or how, how to get there. And they just don't care. Now, when it comes to short term, that is a little bit different. I think, especially in this market, uh, because it is such an enchanting area that is easy to fall in love with um and uh and you know you might it'd be perfect for a candidate that doesn't really care how much uh revenue it makes somebody that wants to keep their prices high and maybe not rent it all the time because they want to go there more often it's perfect market for that just kind of subsidize their you know uh, taxes and electricity bill uh things like that which is again, it's a huge benefit in short term that folks don't talk about. There's a there's a, a ton of people out there that would love to have a second home, a vacation home, get away from San Antonio, get out, stretch out, breathe the fresh air, get away from the the hustle and bustle. And oh, holy crap! You mean a few times a year I don't have to pay? I can cover my property taxes, you know? So um, th there's a lot going on here. Uh, uh, but let me get back to the pricing. Um, I, I think there is, like I said, a lot of room for improvement because you got a little bit of old school going on here. Um, you got um, some folks that have been doing it for a really long time that it hasn't quite been discovered. Uh, and, and when that happens, folks get lazy. Um, they, there's going to be a small contingency of hosts in this area that are crushing it. And then the rest of the people are just like, you know, don't really care. And, and maybe they're in that vacation, pay my taxes category, or maybe they're using a property manager, which is nothing wrong with that. But what I'm getting at is that if you are the, the investor that's got that mindset, like I want to quit my job and, 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 you know, do real estate full time and I need every cash flow dollar I can possibly get, 
I do feel like there's a lot of improvement uh, to be made in this area. I'm my, my research shows that most of these hosts are pricing their properties way too high. And I don't really know where that's coming from other than the fact that they probably just don't really care if it books that, you know, like that, that like that much. Like a lot of wealthy people are in, live in this area and go to this area. So I, th I think there's a lot of that going on. But when I look around at calendars in this area, there's a, there's, there's a decent amount of empty. Um, again, we are in, in May right now. And, and I'm looking at the calendar and I'm like, this dude's charging $800 a night. I mean, you know, so do some quick math on that. Let's, I mean, let me just pull out my calculator and get, 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 uh, get comfortable. So let's like 800. I'm, li I'm literally got one in front of me right now. This guy's $750 a night in May, which his entire May is empty. So let's do $750 times, I don't know, let's say, let's go 25 nights. That's $18,750 for this four bedroom house. And it doesn't even have a view or a lake or anything. It's just in Johnson City, which is kind of a, you know, it's awesome, but it's it's not as heavy tourism as like a Fredericksburg. So this home is a 4-3. Um, again, she's asking uh, $750 a night, no bookings in May. And that's $18,750 on this thing. Now, again, I don't know what she, multiply that times 12. That's $225,000 of gross income based on 25 nights a month. Uh, whatever the occupancy rate is on that. Um, so uh, uh, 90, 90%, I don't know, some numbers guys screaming at me right now, but you get my point. If this lady needs this thing to gross $225,000 a year, I just don't see that possible. Uh, you know what I mean? So and something tells me this home, again, I don't know what she paid for it, could probably, let's just, I mean, hey, let's make up another number. Let's say she drops it down to 500 a night at 25 nights, that's twelve thousand five hundred bucks. Let's say she's got to go all the way down to three hundred bucks times twenty five nights. That's seventy five hundred dollars a month on this four bedroom house. Are you telling me that her PITI is more than seven thousand dollars a night on this thing? I don't think so. So anyway, and this and by the way, this host I'm talking about right now has uh, four point five four point nine five uh, uh, reviews and a lot of reviews. So she's been around. You know, she's got I don't know three hundred reviews and um, multiple properties. This particular property only has fifty. But which is a lot. That's at least a year worth of service. So anyway, I'm seeing that a lot going across the board here in this area where these folks are are um, pricing it too high, uh, which is super common. Uh, also doing too long minimum night stays, which is super common uh, because times they have a changed. And if you're if you're coming in here with this old school mentality, you're going to be like this lady and be left behind in May and, and June and July. And and if you come in here, you know, knowing what's going on out there and caring and giving a crap. Um, and God bless this lady. Maybe she doesn't need to give a crap. Like I said, you know, there's all sorts of different folks to get into this business. But if you did need to give a crap, I think you could definitely, uh, uh, you could come in here and kind of smoke your competition a little bit because there's not a lot of like, I guess would I would say seasoned folks um, doing it up in this area. Um, so that, that's my speech. <laughs> yeah, you. that's spot on, um, Luke. A lot of people are using property managers um, and in Fredericksburg, we've got some good property managers who are, you know, they're using the smart pricing and stuff, but in a lot of areas, nobody's even using smart pricing um, or things like that. They're just kind of, I think, spitballing it and seeing what they'll get out of the property. So there's definitely a lot of room, you know, in places like Canyon Lake to set the bar and mm -hmm. to really outshine the competition. I think you could be an early adopter here. You know, I mean, like a lot of folks want to point the finger at Destin and Gatlinburg and, and, and Branson and things like that. Well, there's so many saturated. There's so many uh, hosts now doing it themselves and this and that. And it's harder, getting harder and harder. 
which may or may not be true, but really at the end of the day, you just got to adapt, you know? So um, I think in this market, you, you're getting ahead of the curve. You can be an early adopter, get in there and, and scoop up 50 or 60 reviews before, uh, before you know, for lack of a better word, gets discovered. Yep, I totally agree with that. So many people are like, oh, well, I don't want to buy here or there because there's so many. So buy somewhere that where you can be a little bit more of an early adopter. And by early adopter, I don't mean one of the first hosts to the area. I mean, one of one of the first few sophisticated hosts in an area. So like the Gatlinburg market had a ton of hosts already of over, like up until 2018, 2019, but a lot of them just weren't doing a good job. They would just slap it up there, say, oh, you can get a, ho a whole house for the price of a hotel room and, you know, bad pictures and stuff. And then as of the past two or three years, a lot of the more sophisticated investors have come in who know how to use price labs, who are using the automation tools and who are using the good marketing tools. So here in this market, it's a little, it's kind of almost like what Gatlinburg was five years ago, where you still, there's, there's hosts already, but a lot of them aren't as sophisticated. So you as a sophisticated manager can come in and really do really well. So if you're looking for, if, if you're scared of the whole, uh, quote, saturated market thing, this is a really good place for you. All right. Uh, what else, what else do we need to touch on that we haven't in terms of calendars, pricing, seasonality, minimum night stays, anything like that? Man, I think, you know, I mean, uh, I'll turn it over to Stacy, but I think we've covered it all. I, I really think you got a good opportunity here to, to come in and, um, have a home that you're madly in love with in a really cool area. And, and if you put in the time, you listen to what Avery's got going on, read, read her book and on all the, the cool, hip, modern technology that's out there that got, and again, we didn't invent any of this technology. We just are really good at using it. Um, uh, early adopters across the board. Um, and if you come in here, it, you could really have, I think something that your family can enjoy for generations. And, um, um, again, just a super, super awesome area and no reason to overthink the pricing or the, or the men's days or the occupancy or the seasonality. It is, it is very on par, um, with a typical, uh, vacation market. Um, one cool thing, natural disasters are a little lower in this area. Do we have tornadoes often, Stacy? Not often. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. It, it's pretty rare. And no, no hurricanes or anything like mm -hmm. that. So that's really cool. But, uh, any, any, anything to close it, uh, uh Stacy? Yeah, I would just say that because the Texas Hill Country is so big, there's a lot of, you know, diverse areas geographically. So there's all kinds of and and as far as like markets, there's different price ranges. Um, so there's kind of a little bit of something that could fit everybody um, if this is an area that they're interested in. There's lots of opportunities. All right. Well, cool. Well, then on that note, we will end it. Guys, if you want uh, real like current data on prices of properties on income of properties. We have all of that on our website. You can see it at theshorttermshop.com. So we are just kind of keeping this general so that it's still relevant six months from now. So any real-time pricing of properties or data that you want to see, it's all on our website at theshorttermshop.com. If you want to buy a house with Stacy, you can email us at agents at theshorttermshop.com to get connected. Or if you just have more questions, want to be a part of our community, we have a Facebook group called Short-Term Rental, Long-Term Wealth, same as my book. Or every Thursday, we have a live Zoom Q&A call, and you can join that at strquestions.com. <laughs>